0: Hey guys, welcome back to the episode of the Chasing Health podcast. I have with me today, Sarah Acerbo, another nu- nutrition health coach in this space. And she has some pretty amazing stories to share. I've been following her on Instagram for a while now and just really learned a, lo- a lot about her. I've also been listening to her podcast. I'll have her share a little more about that later on in the show, but um, just a wealth of knowledge and also huge inspiration as well of her story and what all she's been through and what she's continued to strive for each day. And I love everything that she's so focused on about mindset and just focusing on becoming the best version of ourselves. And that's what we'll be kind of diving into today and what it takes to get to that point. But uh, welcome to the show, Sarah.
1: Yeah, Chase, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored that you asked me to be on. I'm, I'm excited to be on and chat with you and just share you know, whatever I can and just hopefully provide some value to your listeners and get them thinking about you know, how they can do better versions of themselves so thank you
0: of course absolutely thank you so much for coming on uh so so first before we start kind of diving into who knows what we'll get into talking about today but can you just share a little more about yourself and who you are
1: yeah okay so I am from Connecticut I've lived here almost my whole life um I went to undergrad at UConn um, University of Connecticut for athletic training so I have undergrad in like kinesiology, sports medicine Um, I worked as an athlete trainer for about four years, four or five years, Um, and now I do nutrition coaching full-time. I also got my, like, MBA in, well, obviously, my MBA in Tennessee, so I was there for two years, Um, but I guess, like, background on me in terms of, like, fitness is, you know, my dad used to do bodybuilding, so we can probably go into this more if you want, Um, but basically, he used to do bodybuilding when I was like a year old and I always saw like his pictures and I was like, Oh my God, that's, that's so badass! I can swear, right? Like, a little yeah, bit? yeah, of
0: course. Absolutely. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, I thought that was so cool. Like such a badass thing to do. He'd always talk about it. Um, so like I remember in high school, I asked him, Dad, I don't want to go to the gym with you. Can you show me how to like get the muscle and be strong? So I started going to gym with him um, you know, I also did soccer, played soccer and did track in high school as well. It wasn't, like, fantastic, but, um, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then, like, kind of fast forward, I just fell in love with the gym, fell in love with nutrition, you know, tried my dad's old bodybuilding nutrition plans. I tried everything, um, started learning as much as I could. Um, I was making good progress. And then I decided I wanted to do my first bodybuilding show, like, in twenty. 20- what was it like three years ago, 2019, I think? Because mm-hmm. um, so I was kind of making progress with the gym and my food, but I felt like I was kind of stuck. And I remember like I wanted to challenge myself physically immensely. I knew it was a difficult sport, I knew it was challenging, and I was like, "All right, I wanted something different. I wanted to challenge myself." So, I did my first bodybuilding show about I think 2019, and then I fell in love with it, absolutely in love with it. And I did my second show last year, and Now I just love bodybuilding and I'm probably going to do another show next year. Um, we'll see what my coach says. And, um, yeah, I just basically like, I just, I love nutrition and fitness, but it's not just that it's, you know, I love the science behind it. I, I love learning all of that. Um, but what I found through fitness and especially with bodybuilding is the mindset you have to develop in order to do those things. And, what i want to show people in general especially with my clients is that this is not just a physical transformation this is about you becoming the best version of yourself you developing discipline and self-confidence and that that is all developed in the process of challenging yourself and with discipline and obviously you need to have a lot of discipline in bodybuilding um but it's you know like they kind of say like oh well people that are like ripped like they're kind of full of themselves, blah, blah, blah. But like, if you look at someone that looks that way, it takes so much discipline and, and confidence in yourself to do that. And so in my opinion, it's it's having a really, really elite physique. It, it shows how strong you are mentally and it shows how strong your mindset mm-hmm. is. So that's kind of what I want to show people. Um, not really a quick intro, but that's, yeah, a little tangent, but that's, it was, that's that was what great. it's me. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that was great. No, And I wanna, I'm curious, so I didn't know about, you know, you, that your father was a bodybuilder and into that space. And what was that like growing up? Like having that kind of like influence, like right out, right out of the gate, literally like, I mean, you're like a year old, like, you know, and your, your dad is into that and just kind of growing up in that environment. What was that like?
1: Yeah. So my parents are divorced. They were divorced when I was like, I think like two. So I just, that's all I remember but I don't remember him actually competing because it was like before I was born slash like when I was really, really young. Okay. But I remember him like always, like as he kind of like learned about food, he was, he was the one that was like, Sarah, eat organic. Like don't eat like genetically modified foods. You know, he's always starting to like, he's starting to, you know, have his own garden and he got, he has chickens and like goats and all that stuff. And he like educate me a lot on just like nutrition in general and then obviously when it came to like training he would teach me a ton about that he taught me like how to actually work out um he would always be at the gym so i don't know it's interesting because like i don't remember like when i was like really young i don't remember much about him like going to the gym but then when i started going and i mean i do remember it but I guess like I started really paying attention when I started going to the gym with him and then he realized how interested I was in nutrition and training. And then he started teaching me all this stuff. So he played a huge role in that because I mean, that's where I first started learning everything, learning the power of like eating quality foods, like how, you know, what you eat helps you become, you know, develop the physique that you want. Um, So he really like introduced me to nutrition and training and then I like I would say I was super interested in it. And then from there, I kind of started learning on my own. But um, I always would ask him, especially after I go to the gym. I was like, Dad, like, where are your pictures? I want to see your trophies. I want to see all this. And I'd ask him all these questions. So I just thought it was like the coolest thing. And like being like to, being able to look like that, and like learning what it's actually like to what you used to do to actually achieve that. It's like, wow, that's really cool.
0: Yeah, that that, that is really neat. And, I mean. It's really neat to have that kind of influence, like growing up, like, you know, from like day one, pretty much from the very beginning. And, and I bet it also helps with like your, did he also like help with like, kind of like teaching you like that mindset around like becoming that kind of person, like that it gets into like, you know, improving their health. Did I mean, was he a big influence as far as like the way you thought about this whole process as well?
1: Yeah, definitely. So it's interesting because like when I was really young until literally I think I started going to the gym with my dad, like he was not focused on like quality food. He was just like more of that bro diet, like I eat chicken and ground beef with like this Molly <laughs> cheese whatever it's called. <laughs> and that's what he would eat all the time. But he started learning about like actually eating quality foods and stuff. And it was kind of around the time when I started going to the gym with him. Um and so once he started getting more into like, okay, how do you actually pull your food, help your body out? Like what's the importance of eating local foods and organic foods? Um, he started teaching it to me, but it's interesting. Cause like, I think I wasn't really, I feel like everyone doesn't really know who they are when they're in like middle school and stuff. It's like yeah, high school and like, <laughs> after that. You're to, yeah. You <laughs> learn who you are. Um, so once I started going to the gym, that's kind of how I started, like, I guess, learning who I am. I don't know. But um That's when I started being more open to like asking questions like to my dad and like wanting to learn more of that. And I think your original question was about like mindset and stuff. But I think when I first told my dad that I wanted to go to the gym and I wanted to do like a bodybuilding competition, I think he thought I was kind of like, I don't think he thought I was serious about it. So I kind of learned on my own, my first prep, the power of your mindset because I, like, I remember him like at my first show and he was like, like he never, ever, ever cries. And he was like teared up when he saw me cause he was just so proud. Like he didn't think I actually could do that. And you know, now I do multiple, I'm do, I plan on, you know I want to do really well in bodybuilding. So now I'm more willing to ask him questions. And like, now I'm like, dad, what was it like during your prep? Like, cause now I understand the mindset of it. Mm-hmm. But versus before, like he couldn't really talk to me about that stuff because I didn't understand what it, what it took. So I guess like I learned it on my own, but now I talk to my dad about it more because I know he can relate to it. He knows I'm actually like serious about it.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. So
1: that's just your question. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I know. It absolutely does. And I remember, I don't know if it was on a podcast. I think I, I think it was on one of the podcasts you shared that on your own podcast um, about when you were doing one of your bodybuilding shows and, and prepping for that, you were going through an injury of some sort, weren't you?
1: Yeah. I broke my foot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, so how in the world did you manage to do all of this with a broken foot? Could you share a little more about that? I think, I think it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So I, this was during COVID. So all the shows kept getting canceled and moved and delayed all this stuff. And so I was prepping for my show. Um, I went to the beach one day with my family. I think it was like 4th of July weekend. And I was like, kind of just like jogging towards the water, like kind of where the, the sand gets like really dense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I stepped in this like tiny little divot just oh. perfectly that my foot just like cracked in half basically. And I didn't think I actually broke it because, I mean, I, I worked as an athletic trainer for four years. So I knew like, you know, fractured bones typically hurt pretty bad. And I was like, this hurts a lot, but like, nah, I'm good. So like, I was kind <laughs> of around on it. And I was like, if it's still really hurting like in a day or two, I'll get x-rayed. So I had an x-rayed and I had a Jones fracture. And I was like, damn, like I have high pain tolerance or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember asking my doctor, he was really cool by the way, but um I was okay, well, I'm supposed to do a show in, you know, I think it was like 10 weeks or something. Can I still prep for it? And he was like, no. And I was like, I was like, is there any way I can do this? Like, is there any way I can do the show? Because I was just so determined to do the show. I just like had this like drive where I was like, I have to do this show. I have to do it, because you know, COVID was happening. You know, it was only so much we could control during that time. Like, jobs were kind of people being like laid off. There was just like so much going on, and I felt like I needed to do this one thing for myself. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, let's get your surgery done. I got surgery a week later, put like a screw in it. And I was like, is there any way I can do this? Like, what's the timeline? Like, what do I need to do? He's like, well, you have to be in a boot for, I think it was eight weeks. Crutches, no weight bearing whatsoever. Um, I was like, well, can I, I have cardio. Like, can I bike? He was like, um, yeah, I think you can do that. So I had to keep the boot on. So like people will stare at me at the gym all the time. Like, are you supposed to be doing that? I was on the bike all the time. Um touching around everywhere. So that was just rough because like when you're really close to a show, your energy is already like in the negative. <laughs> yep. And, but I was just so determined to get it, to do it. So I don't know. I felt like I'm so proud of that prep because there were so many setbacks that happened. I actually took my shoulder at one point too, but it wasn't like oh. significant, but um, I was just so determined. I was like, whatever it freaking takes to do this, I'm doing it. So I would like go home and like I had resistance bands. So I would do like toe crunches and like uh, calf pump. I can't talk um, like ankle pumps with my band. Just like, I didn't lose like my calf muscle. Like I was doing everything I could think of just like to maintain muscle. Um, my leg days were like minimal. So pretty much like hip abduction, leg extension, leg curls, that was pretty much it.
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> um, But I did it. Like I, I was out of the boot like I think it was eight days before my show, and my foot was still pretty sore after. Not because of like the injury necessarily, but just because I had atrophied a little bit in my foot. So Mm -hmm. I had lost like a little bit of muscle. So, and when you're super lean, you have like no body fat. So Mm -hmm. I mean, when they kind of joke like when you sit down, it hurts to sit because you don't have a lot of like body fat to protect you. And then so my foot muscles kind of atrophied a little bit. And I had no body fat. So like it hurt to walk for like a few days, but I was like, I don't care. Like I'm just doing it. So I mean, looking back, I I mean, as an athletic trainer, I'm like, I probably should have like not done that. But um, I mean, my foot's fine now. And I'm I'm so proud of myself. Like I, and I had so many people like after the show tell me like how much I inspired them, like through posting my journey and everything. Like there were people saying that like, oh my God, if this girl can go to the gym at five in the morning and do her bike, with a broken foot like I can do this like it was incredible I had people that went, they went to my gym I never talked to my whole life and like two weeks later to be like dude I watched your whole prep like that was amazing like I'm so inspired by it so I mean I knew something good came out of it um it was kind more than I expected but yeah I'm just so proud of it I just basically like that shows that if you really want something uh you'll make it work um and kind of a side tangent um david goggins you know david goggins oh he, yeah i love david goggins um <laughs> i think i listen to him every single day during that prep because i mean he if you know like, anything about him like he runs like tons of ultra marathons like he ran he went through um hell week and like the man's yeah, he crazy training, like, time. <laughs> yeah he, he's a little crazy but i was like dude if this guy can run and like almost die underwater and like run with a broken uh both tibias or you know shins fractured and do all these crazy things like i can freaking do this with a boot so that was like mindset my mindset during during that whole prep was like if he can do all this stuff like i can do this too um and i have zero regrets about it so yeah it, it shows that if you really want something you'll make it happen but two i don't think i would have been as proud of myself during that prep it wasn't for that broken foot because i was able to push through it um so I also believe that like our setbacks are for us because they either help us learn or become stronger. Um, and that was both cases for, me for that prep. So yeah, that was, that was an interesting story, but um, yeah, and, yeah and, cool.
0: And there's something that you mentioned prior um, to us chatting was something about like how people were like always notice you how positive you are and, and through like all situations. And I'm sure for a lot of people, they're probably wondering like how in the world were you able to like maintain that positivity and like that mindset through all those setbacks and like push through those difficult times? Like, did you have, I guess like two things, like, did did you have times where you wanted to give up? And if so, how did you get through them? And then how did you remain so positive to see like, you know, the glass half full kind of perspective?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, I've always been, kind. I've always been pretty positive. I've always been told that my whole life. I've always looked at like the, you know, the grass is green on my side and um but the glass is always full I don't know whatever but, um, <laughs> whatever the thing is um I've always been pretty positive but that prep I was so full of doubt not just with the broken foot but I was doing a national show so I mean looking back I'm like I was not ready for a national show but I'm so <laughs> proud of myself for doing it um but I think what helped me a lot was there was a lot of things I did. So um one of my really good friends, Danny Jordan, she's known as like little monster in bodybuilding. She she went to the Olympia like three times. So she was like number two in the world, I think like 2015 or something. Um we are like really good friends now, or I consider my good friends. Um but she when she competed she did like a ton of youtube and shared her mindset on everything and um, basically like long story short we connected and um, now we're friends but I talked to her a lot during that prep um, and she kind of helped me a lot through that with you know this is this is for you this is not about other people Um, you know you're doing this for yourself you're doing this because you love the sport Um, you know I made like I did affirmations every day I did my gratitude every single day. I had a vision board. I it just I feel like being positive, it's it's a lot of mindset work. I did a lot of mindset work. And I you know the past few weeks I've been like reflecting on like where I'm at now and I felt like I haven't been doing that stuff lately, which has been affecting my mindset. Um so just like with nutrition and fitness and trying to change your physique it requires being consistent with the gym, with nutrition, your sleep, all of that. Um, Your mindset's the same way. Your your mindset muscle, quote unquote, also requires that consistency. And like, I was thinking the day, I was like, I'm really positive doing prep, even though it's really hard. And I was like, what do I do differently? And well, I'm super disciplined, I'm, I just don't, I do what I need to do. Um, But I also was practicing with meditation all the time. I was doing gratitude. I was, uh writing down my affirmations you know always working on my mindset I was listening to David Goggins all the time and I was not really doing that lately so really I think the answer is like being consistent like consistently working on your mindset if I think that's not that's not part of your daily routine then that's a problem um and that's something I've been doing a lot with my clients lately was a lot more mindset work Um, Because it really does play a huge role. I'll say like, you know, it's for example, if you're at the gym, right? If you're at the gym and you're like, all right, I want to get 10 reps in this exercise. But it's, you're like, I don't know if I can actually do 10 or probably can only do eight. If you tell yourself you can only get eight reps, you're probably only going to get eight reps. Even Mm -hmm. if you physically can do the 10 reps. But if you go into it saying, no, I'm going to get this 10th rep, whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. I believe I can do it. Like I will do this. And you get to that eighth rep and you're like, no, I can do this. Like I can do two more. Mm -hmm. And you tell yourself it, you're going to get those two extra reps. Mm -hmm. The only thing that changed was what you were telling yourself in your mindset. Um, And so your thoughts really do determine your actions in your life. Um, So yeah, I think just like working on your mindset consistently and then realizing the power of your mindset, um, And I feel like I'm only at the very beginning of kind of uncovering that for me, but um, that's what I want to show people. I want to show people like the power of your mindset and what you tell yourself and what you can do if you believe you can do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, And another thing you touched on prior to us chatting today is it's a bit about, you mentioned fitness is more than just like the physical aspect. And I think this kind of ties into what you were just talking about, but how do you, I know you mentioned like, you know, kind of pushing through this last couple of reps and such can really help with the mindset, but what else does fitness do for you that helps you? You said you're really passionate about fitness and working out. So what does that help you with besides just the physical aspect? What else mentally does that help with?
1: I feel like fitness, however you want to define it. Fitness to me, is just like taking care of your, well, it's taking care of your nutrition, your training, your health your mindset all of that is in one but I feel like when you commit to being healthier physically and mentally that's when your whole life changes because I mean I was looking to the podcast the other day I was talking about like if you want to be a successful business owner people that are successful business owners they're consistently working on themselves so it's they're taking care of their health they're getting enough sleep most of the time uh you know they're working on their mindset they're learning they're they're consistently growing and I feel like your whole life whether it's business or it's just getting promoted at your current job or just doing better at your current job or you know having a better relationship with your family or your significant other whatever it is in life maybe your financial life whatever I believe it really does start with your fitness your your health your overall health mindset and and physical um because like i said it's not like you look at people at the gym that are look at bodybuilders for example when they're about to go on stage like it's not just that their their physique is is elite that it's um impressive i guess but it's what what did it take for them to get there what kind of mindset did they need what kind of consistency what kind of discipline did they need to get there um and then all those things that you develop confidence discipline Self-love, all those things that you need to develop to get there, those all get translated into other areas of your life. So for me, I started bodybuilding. That discipline really took, really translate into you know, now my business. You know, how I am with other people, Um, and that's what I want to show people is that fitness is just a gateway for you to become that best version of yourself, and for you to evolve in every other area of your life. Because I think it's one of the easiest ways to develop those things because it's like well if I just keep my it's easy because you can just you know write down a meal plan or a nutrition plan training plan and it's kind of black and white honestly Mm -hmm. so it's easy to see when you're progressing versus business I feel like it's a little bit more like not so concrete Mm -hmm. I mean you can say oh I made more money this month but I feel like with nutrition and fitness it's easy to kind of just have a plan you can see my waist is shrinking or like I lost a pound or I gained a pound or whatever Mm -hmm. it is it's very easy to like um, make it objective. Mm-hmm. So, and and it's exciting because you're seeing the actual results for yourself. It's all for you. And then, you know, it translates from others in your life that does affect other people too. So, um, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, true. that's great. So something else. So when we say like, finding yourself and finding, you know, that better version of yourself or you know, becoming that person and visualizing that person. And you said you're really passionate about like helping people, like breaking through the excuses and like stop being soft as I think is some, when the, the way you described it. Like, and we were chatting earlier, it was like, so someone who maybe it's just like, finding every reason not to do things and keeps finding excuses like and is really struggling to either like get started or really like push past like that comfort zone any words of advice to help with that
1: yeah so i'll be honest i feel like i've not been the best role model of this lately not that i'm like being super lazy but on my own standards i've not been doing what i know, I know should be doing um i think most People don't look at me like, dude, you're super disciplined still. But for my standards, I feel like I haven't been doing that lately. Um, which is why again, like the past weeks, I've been really making it a, a habit to like read every night, meditate, go to by a certain time. But anyways, um, so I think it's Will Smith that said this. And I if you don't know this, I'm like obsessed with like motivational quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got onto that yet. But um, I believe Will Smith said this was. Uh, self-discipline is self-love and it's 100 true so when people make excuses or they are trying to stay in their comfort zone one we grow when we're outside of our comfort zone um, I actually have again love quotes um, I have a tattoo that says everything you ever want is on the other side of fear and to me, that also means everything that you've ever wanted is on the outside of your comfort zone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's a hundred percent true. It's when you're a little bit scared, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It means that you're going outside of your comfort zone and that's where you're gonna grow. And if you consistently are living in your le- living in your comfort zone, like how are you ever going to improve in any aspect, any area of your life? Um, you know, you hire a coach to be a little bit uncomfortable because they're gonna give you new ways of doing things. It's out of your comfort zone, but you know, what you're doing before in your comfort zone clearly wasn't working.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and really what, co- what develops confidence is, and pride for yourself is when you go out of that comfort zone and you achieve what you wanted to. Um, I always kind of use the example is like, take like an Olympian, like a, a track runner. Like you take the best runner in the world, whatever and let's say you, he races against some like fifth graders he, he wins first place
2: mm-hmm.
1: now he's gonna feel like i feel like i would not feel good because oh my gosh it beating fifth graders but <laughs> you know that feeling versus okay i'm gonna go run against the best of the best in the entire world and it went first place like that's gonna feel much better mm-hmm. because you had to push so much harder to achieve that it's or, like, you know, it's not about, like, this trophy that you're achieving. It's not about the plastic trophy that you're getting. It's about what did it take to get there. You, you see mm-hmm. champions of any sport win Super Bowl, win, like, the Olympics, whatever it is. like, And they break down in tears after. It's not that the win was that great of a feeling. I mean, yes, it is. But it's they're thinking of all of the setbacks yep. and the struggles and the self-doubt and the people that like didn't believe in them, like all of these things and literally the literal blood, sweat and tears mm-hmm. they had to deal with to achieve that. And that's where that feeling of pride comes in. That's where that feeling of like confidence comes in. When you face all of those things, and you get the result anyways. That's that's where you develop that pride. It's not so like the harder it is, the more uncomfortable it is when you do it that's where that feeling of pride comes. It's not the actual result. It's like, well, I tell my clients, it's like, okay, cool, you wanna lose 30 pounds, whatever your goal is, or you wanna get shredded or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, that's fantastic. You know, we are gonna get you there, but what's gonna actually actually allow you to feel proud is this process, is sticking to the plan. You know, if I could give you a magic pill and you could achieve your dream physique or whatever your goal is overnight, magically, I'm sure you're going to feel pretty good for a few days but mm-hmm. it's not going to really change anything because you didn't do anything to earn it yep you didn't do anything to learn how to sustain this you, you're not going to feel proud of yourself because what did you do you need to earn it nothing and i tell my clients this and they're like oh my god like this makes so much sense so i'm like stop trying to rush the process you know like stop tr- like it's not just about like changing the physique it's about like you want to you want to lose this weight so you can feel better about yourself so you can feel more confident you want to be more toned so you can be proud of yourself and like show, show off your physique at the beach, whatever. But it, that comes from the process of doing things that are hard mm-hmm. consistently. So that's why I want to show people is that it's the process that gets you what you want. It's not necessarily the goal although that's important, but it's the process is what's going to allow you to, to feel good about yourself.
0: Absolutely. And I, I can't agree with that more about how valuing the process and trusting the process and understanding that that's where you learn most of your lessons. And that's, you know, the hardest steps of that process are normally where you're going to learn the most and really get the most out of the is when it's challenging you the most. And so I, I could not agree with that more. I wanted to pivot a little bit here towards a little bit more about the bodybuilding side of things, just because I, I've loved, I would love to pick your brain a little more about that. Um, cause I haven't had someone on the show to really talk about that much. And I think some yeah. of my listeners may be interested in some of that. Um, what are, so like, I mean, of course we all know that like bodybuilding isn't just for everybody and it's, it takes a lot, you know, to really like step on stage, so to speak. Um, but what are some of the, probably the most accomplishing sides of bodybuilding, but then like, what were the, like some of the biggest struggles with bodybuilding?
1: Oh, I like this topic. <laughs> um okay so the you said the first part was um like the biggest accomplishments like, like the, what was like the most rewarding yeah.
0: parts of bodybuilding
1: okay it comes down for me it's it's so hard it, it's so much more mental than physical in my opinion i think a lot of people would agree with me but it's going through all of these really really tough days when you're like this freaking sucks like why am i torturing myself And then you get to the end of the the road and you get to celebrate on show day and get all glammed and show up, show up your your hard work on stage. And it's just like literally the best feeling in the whole wide world. Um, Because you, like I said, you faced all of these little setbacks and tough days and you faced it anyways. And just that feeling of like, oh my God, I didn't give up. Like I did this. is like the most, the best feeling in the whole wide world. Um, so yeah, I can't even put that door. It's just like the best feeling in the whole wide world. Um, but struggles, I think people don't understand what it really takes to, to get that lean. Um, and for me, like, I know, like looking at like pro, like I have to be pros. I'm like, dude, I wasn't even close yet. Like I, I know my next time on stage is going to be even harder because I need to get even leaner and to be harder, but I'm, I'm okay with it. But, um. Getting that lean, it's not just like sticking to your diet and training. It's 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 a lot. So when you get closer to the show, like you're you're literally starving. Like you're so hungry. Um, I remember there were a couple times I'd wake up in the, middle of the night, so I was so hungry and I start crying. Like I was so so hungry. Um, your energy is like through the toilet. Like it's not there. <laughs> um, I remember there'd be times like I'd be sitting down and I'm like, I have to get up right now. Like okay let me just prepare myself because it, it's gonna hurt and it's gonna suck um you're you can't focus very well like it, they call it prep brain um like people would i just i kind of think of like stories i did like your brain's just like not functioning because you just start so low in energy your food's usually pretty low um your carbs are usually pretty low so um i trying to think of like okay this is like this is kind of a stupid story but um, so I remember one time I had to have a banana. I needed half a banana for breakfast for my first meal. It was like my, my high, my high carb day. And I was so excited about it. So I went to the gym, did my fasted cardio, came back and I was like, oh my God, I don't have any bananas left. Like, and I was like, I refuse to have this, I'm, I need to have the banana. Like I have to make sure it's a hundred percent. So I went to the grocery, I went to the gas station they had like bananas in this little basket on the mm-hmm. front counter. He had like probably 20 bananas in that basket. And. I remember like just being so out of it and I was like so excited for this banana I probably stood there for a good like three minutes just like deciding on which banana I wanted because I was like <laughs> okay I get half a medium banana so what's a medium banana it's like do I want to have the really big one but I feel like I'm like that's cheating this is not a medium banana so I was like all right I'll get the small I'll get like a medium one but like I, like I debated for like three minutes this guy's staring at me like, at the counter like <laughs> what's wrong with this girl <laughs> And I, I like had no energy. I was like, like my brain just like, wasn't working. And I remember like this guy told me cause I'm like nuts. And so I finally decided to the banana. and like my voice was still like half dead. Cause I like hadn't talked all morning. So I was still like half asleep. Mm-hmm. So my voice is all like raspy and crackly. <laughs> and it's just like, so funny, but, um, I remember times like I'd be like I'd go to like grab my water and grab like the Windex back and I wouldn't drink it but like just like (laughs) stupid things you're like why did I walk into this room and then you like leave and then you come back three times like why do I keep like what am I you're just your (laughs) brain doesn't work (laughs) um but yeah like you're you're just energy is super low like you're so like hangry um towards the end like you really can't go out to family events like it's not just like, Oh, I can't eat their food. It's like the mental energy it requires to like talk to people. is just like not there. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, it's very mental. Um, it's well, that's why I want to show people. It's like, it's not just, it's not just like getting ripped abs and like doing bicep curls. It's kind of like what I always say. It's, it's who you become in the process. It's, it's challenging. Um, you know, even my family doesn't fully understand like how difficult it is towards the end of a prep. My dad understands it. Um, but like, I'm just so tired and you're like hangry and I get really OCD about things. Um, so that's kind of funny. So like, I remember one time, uh, it was like peak week. So the week before my show and I get like really anal about everything. So I've had my coaches like, all right, get some peanut butter for like when you're when you carve up like for mm-hmm. backstage I was like, okay cool so I got peanut butter and I had like a whole stack of stuff like in the corner of the counter to have for like those few days before the show and I had like super organized everything I was like don't touch it no one touch it like I don't want to lose anything I just want to keep it there I know where it is I'm good so like I think it was like four days out I was like in the kitchen preparing my next meal and I like was like where is the peanut butter <laughs> I was like mom like did you like yelling I'm <laughs> like did you move the peanut butter like did you throw it out like freaking out and she just put it in the cabinet but i was just like don't touch my stuff like <laughs> or one time she uh i i had to wake up in the morning to cook some chickens i had no chicken left for the day so i had prepared i had taken the chicken out of the freezer the night before and it was defrosted so i cooked it in the morning i was like cool i'm for the day and then I went to the gym and came back and I was like, where the heck is my chicken? <laughs> I threw it out. It was like bad. I was like, I was so mad. <laughs> I was like crying on the floor. I was like, oh, I was like, I prepared this for today. Like I have no time to pick more chickens. So I had to go back downstairs in the freezer, defrost it, which it never tastes good if you defrost it like really quickly. And I was like rushing and I was like, oh my God, I like did all this to prepare to threw it out. And I was so upset versus like normal people would be like, all right, no big deal. I'll put something else. Mm-hmm. But like, I just had to have my chicken.
0: <laughs> so, so
1: yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird struggles. And one, thing,
0: one thing I'm, yeah, that, that answers my question. And one thing I'm also curious about just, and some of my listeners may be curious about it as well, but you know, they aren't familiar with the bodybuilding process, like, when you're really struggling with, like, the hunger and, like, just how you're feeling towards the end of, like, a prep and such, do you ever struggle with, like, your relationship with the food? And, like, how do you, like, get through that? Like, how do you repair that after a prep?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And I'll be honest. Like, I, so, I still struggle with that. Um, it was something I struggled with before competing. Uh, I would, like, restrict and then binge. So I don't do that anymore. But I still have to be really conscious of it. Um, and I think competing can, if you do have a relationship with food, it's really important to fix that first before competing, because it's going to make it worse afterwards.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, what I find helpful is one, like keeping in mind, like why are you doing this? Being really aware of, like why are you competing, or whatever your goal is, like why am I doing this? Why is this important to me? Um, and like little things to be aware of is like, okay, if I eat this food why am I eating it is it going to benefit me mm-hmm. um especially in the off season that's when I struggle the most because in prep I'm just like all right just follow the plan that's it like that's it's super simple for me like I'm very all or none mm-hmm. so in prep it's not super hard but I think off season is harder for me because I'm like I have more flexibility but I don't um but what I'll tell myself is okay like is this food benefiting me how am I going to feel after eat this food Like, why do I want to eat this food? Am I actually hungry Mm -hmm. or am I just wanting something sweet because I like crave it? You know, am I just wanting it because I feel like I can't have it? Mm -hmm.
2: Um,
1: And I've actually hired someone in the past, um, her name is Celeste Rainstar. She's she actually does compete and she works with like a lot of competitors, but just people in general to help with the relationship with food. So, I mean, she's awesome, but um, she helped me out a lot but it's really coming down to like that awareness with your food, really anyone can benefit. Cause I think a lot of us, we tend to mindlessly eat. Um, You know, we tell ourselves that we can't eat certain foods and that's makes us just crave it more. Mm -hmm. So I think my advice would be like one, like remember your goal and like remember why it's important to you. But then when you're eating something or about to eat something, like just be aware of like, how am I feeling right now? Am I just stressed out? Am I actually hungry? Am I just thirsty? Um, you know, what's this food going to do for me? Is it going to benefit me? You know, how am I going to feel after I eat this food? Am I going to be, feel part of myself? Um, I don't think there's any bad foods. I don't like saying that. Um, for me, I think it's more like, why am I eating this? Because it's not necessarily for me. Like, I'll feel guilty if it's not. Like, even if it's like extra, some extra omelet with like cheese or something. Like, I won't feel guilty for eating that. Mm -hmm. it's more like if it was off my plan or if it was like I was eating it for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. to make myself feel better or just wanting extra like comfort Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um I don't feel good when I do that so I think food can have a purpose for that but I think just being aware of how am I going to feel after I eat this yeah is important
0: yeah absolutely and then Kind of wrapping up here, I always like to ask my um guests on the show towards the end here, what is like what are two things that you could recommend for someone to like maybe it's like you know, fairly brand new to the like the weight loss or whatever health goals you're working on? What are two things that they could really start working on like today, like right now, um, following this, you know, listening to the episode to really start leveling up their life and start getting the most out of it?
1: Yeah, I like this question. So I think the first one was, it would be like, stop looking for like quick results. Um, you know, I used to do that before I started like fitness, fitness, um, but stop looking for quick results because they never work. Um, either you will get temporary results, but then you kind of gain it back or, you know, it kind of backfires on you. Mm-hmm. But if you can really get yourself to understand that it's going to take a while, Um and really to appreciate the process of it, that's what's gonna get your results. So choosing like little things, little habits at a time, not making drastic changes because those are just not sustainable. Um, I think what I would do is like today, like, okay, what's your goal? Like, how can I be just a little bit better today Mm -hmm. than yesterday? And doesn't mean no go do an hour of cardio. Maybe it's it's just like let's get some, let's get a 10 minute walk-in, let's drink a little bit more water, let's uh, have an extra something of veggies, like those little things add up. Um, and whether you're just trying to lose 10 pounds or lose 200 pounds or be on stage at the Olympia, it's small changes over time consistently that is, that adds up. Um, so I think when people can like wrap their heads around that, that's going to be a big game changer. And um, just be patient with yourself don't compare yourself to anyone else's journey because there's so much you don't know about that person's journey and you're your own person and your body that respond differently to someone else's. And it's just not fair to compare yourself to anyone else. Um, so those are my two bits of advice. I
0: love that. I love that. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for being open and honest with this. And it's really been great to like kind of pick your brain on some different things that I've, you know, I'm curious myself and I'm sure my listeners have also been curious about. So um, thanks again for coming on the show and greatly appreciate everything
1: yeah i thank you so much for having me like i'm 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 always honored to ever be asked on the podcast so even i know, going have my own but um it was a pleasure and i showed sure we'll it again so thank Absolutely. you so much
0: of course um where can people reach out and find you how can they get a hold of you um are you taking any new clients you know drop your name of your podcast because it has been awesome by the way you guys have to listen to it um but yeah sh- share away what what do you how can people get a hold of you
1: yeah so my instagram it's um sarah Serbo fit um sarah with an h um and then my podcast is fuel your champion um so it's about everything pretty much mindset health nutrition and all that um if you guys ever want to reach out to me you can just message me on instagram um and then if you're interested in coaching um i have a link in my bio so feel free to fill that out but um yeah that's pretty much it but um yeah
0: awesome and i'll be sure to include those links in the um show notes, you guys go check that out. All right, Sarah, well, thanks again for coming on the show and we'll talk with you guys later.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great day.
0: You too. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day guys. And remember you matter.